Hey guys, this is Jordan Halston with Nerd Talk with Jordan Halstead, and I am so excited to get back into the seat. It's been a while since we've been recording, and so today me and Micah are going to be talking about Thor Love and Thunder. Micah, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I feel like we've been on kind of like a sabbatical of sorts. Uh, yeah, and, uh, just this for, hiatus. Yeah, for oh, our man. listeners, I mean, we, uh, you're a youth pastor, and I've done a lot of uh, worship ministry stuff in the last couple of weeks, and you've been on trips, and uh, we... What was that in May where we recorded like four to six episodes? I think we we did like six episodes in like two weeks and we just knocked out a ton. And so that way we could get all the way up through July, like halfway through July and um, really excited to hop back in this. So let's go ahead and just start talking Thor Love and Thunder. Um, You know, I've got all these questions, but it's going to be more of a conversation. And so uh, just kind of let's start with in the grand scheme of Thor, where does this movie set for you? Like, and this is spoiler filled and you don't have to hold hold back any punches like give us your real feelings on this where would you put it thor uh dark world ragnarok love and thunder where would you put it in the mix um out of the four that that are out of all the thor movies i think i would probably put it like three <laughs> so, so what would you what would you put first second third fourth how would you how would you rate it sure so maybe two and three would be interchangeable if i just depending on okay. the day yeah um but one would obviously be ragnarok um, two would be the original, um, three would be love and thunder and four would be the dark world. Okay. What about you? Uh, you know, I kind of sit in the same way. I'm willing to give it into the second position though. Um, just because I really, for the longest time, um, part of my, my story with Thor was I did not like seeing it the first time. Um, I feel like the first Thor watching it multiple times before Avengers came out. I didn't like it. I, I kept trying to give it chances. I just felt like the story was, uh, very lackluster. It was during the time that, that they were struggling to figure out their footing. And like we talked in the Thor episode, it was like throwing spaghetti on the wall, trying to see, you know, what's going to stick, what's not, you know, this is a character that will stick around for a while. So which way do we go with this character? Um, Ragnarok definitely is the first out of that, that grouping. Um, Ragnarok was really funny and it brought elements from one of my favorite comic books, Planet Hulk. Uh, and so I just, I think that Thor Love and Thunder, it just hit and miss for me. There, like there were moments where it was really funny. Um, the goats were probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Uh, I'm sure that the, everybody went after the movie and downloaded the text tone for the goat, the screen. Oh yeah. Goats. Oh as yeah. Soon as that and movie was over. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I didn't even think about grabbing that. I should probably go grab that. So that way it's just, ah, like, yeah. and, and even more so, I love the fact that they've already announced that they're going to be in guardians three. Yep. So I'm like, that's fantastic. We're going to get guardians three. We're going to get the screaming goats. We're going to get like, these are going to be like that, 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 hidden joke like that like the joke the inside joke that we talk about like with age of ultron here on our show and um some of the other things like morbius when you guys make fun of morbius uh and and i think that this movie brought that element that hey there's this inside joke that like future movies when they show back up you're gonna be like oh remember when they first came in um so so they were not the only ones that stole the show for me though i think that christian bale um just knocked it out oh 100 million percent okay so mcu wise uh, there, there's no hiding this one i think that thanos is my favorite villain sure. um from the build-up to the execution on screen everything was just done so well with that character and loki sat at number two for me i okay. i really liked loki i'm moving loki down one mm. um and, and part of that is because he's got his own series and he's loki like, is the villain or loki is the redemption story in the series so loki is the villain is moving to number three now, Loki Redemption, that's that's a different question. But as villains, mm-hmm. you've got Thanos, 
Gore the God Butcher than Loki. I, I definitely feel like that's where where it needs to be. Well, first let me go back and say that. So I when um, I went and saw it, I think we went Thursday night, and you went Thursday night too, opening night, and. Yeah. Uh, you texted yeah, you, me and I was on the way home and I called you and you, you know, I let you know what I thought, but like, I think I told you that night that like Thor Ragnarok is my empire strikes back of the Thor movies. Yeah. And I would, I think that a lot of people would agree with that statement. And, um, even with love and thunder out, uh, if you look on rotten tomatoes, I think they have Ragnarok at like a 97 or 98%. And, oh yeah, it's, well, it's and, hard and to beat. And it was going to be hard said, to beat. Something that you told me in that conversation was, your Ragnarok is my Winter Soldier. Yes. Like when, when it comes to the MCU, that's where you sit with it. You're like, that's, you know, Avengers movies aside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remove, remove team up movies. Yep. Um, and I'll say guardians is kind of solo because it's not like any of those characters have their own solo series and they come mm -hmm. together like yeah. Avengers aside. I think that, that Thor Ragnarok is, is, is your equivalent to our mine and mine and wills uh, winter, soldier. winter soldier. Yeah. And so yeah. like with, with Christian Bale, um, I was excited to see a different side of him coming into to Love and Thunder. And what I mean by that is like, I grew up watching the Dark Knight trilogy. And for me, uh, Christian Bale is Batman, right? He He's like the he's Michael vengeance. Keaton. He is the knight, yeah. He's the Michael Keaton of my, you know, generation. I would, I would put it up there as that or close because, you know, let's just face it, Val Kilmer and um, George Clooney didn't really... They were they more didn't of the, deliver the same way, right? They were more of the cartoony, comic-y, you know, even with the villains and stuff in those movies, uh, that was kind of the direction they were going in the nineties with that stuff. But then when Kristen Bale came out, uh, as Batman in the Christopher Nolan trilogy, he just knocked it out of the park. And when he, you know, teamed up against, uh, Heath Ledger's the Joker, like I was just really curious to see how Christian Bale would be portrayed as a villain. And, um, something that I was very surprised at in this film, Love and Thunder was how they started the movie out. Like, yeah, it was, it was a completely different take on a Marvel film, right? It was just like, you, you see Gore and you see him suffering and you see, you know, his daughter die and you see, you know, how he becomes Gore, the God butcher essentially. Right. And you see like, his origin in the, in the first like five yes, minutes of the film. Yes, absolutely. And it's, so it's like, it was cool. It was a different vibe and it was a different take on a Marvel movie. And, you know, I appreciated it, but like, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit. Like, you know, what was your favorite scene or what was your favorite line or, or something like that in the movie? One of the, one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie is when they're on um, wherever it is that they have to go to rescue the children. Uh, when, when the, oh, in, in the shadow realm. Yeah. in the shadow realm, when it's all black and white, Oh man, that was amazing. The producer and the, the filmography and everything on that was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Well, uh, you know, it's hard to get into new territory yep. because Marvel Marvel's been around for what 12? No, it's it's been what 16 years? 2008, 7? 14 14 years. Yep. 2008 was when Iron Man dropped. So so it's been 14 years since the first Iron Man dropped and for them to just come up with something that was it felt fresh with with that scene. And yep. like Every bit of it from the, sh the way the shadows reflected to the parts where like when Thor lit up with some lightning and you saw just the, the little glimpse of color, like it wasn't like the whole room shone bright. It was just yep. like just a little bit like, oh, man, it was awesome. Yep. And, my, you know, one of the questions you sent me over was, you know, what was one of your favorite lines? And mine probably came from from Christian Bale's gore when he when he uh, when he had both Valkyrie and um, 
Jane like by the throat in the shadow realm. And he, yeah. and he wanted the axe and he kept saying, call the axe, call the axe. And like, that was, for me, was the, the most exciting, uh, or the, probably my favorite line in the film, really, aside from the screaming goats. But, uh, the, he just kept repeating that over and over and over again. He was very sadistic. And so like, you know, you, you go back and look at Christian Bale as Batman and then you look at him as God, or I'm sorry, Gore, the, the God butcher. It's like, how is that the same person? But, you know, it just proves how good of an actor he is. Yeah. I just, the, the flexibility of, of his acting. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Did and, you see, uh, were you there in time for the trailers and stuff before with the previews? So I, I stayed away from this film. Um, no, no, I, no, 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 no. Um, when you went to go see Thor Love and Thunder, I'm saying the trailers, like the previews before the movie started, he's supposed to be in something else. I saw a trailer. He was in uh, some other movie. Did you see that? It's uh, coming oh, yeah, out he's got, later. He's got another one later this year. And it's got a lot, like Margot Robbie's in it and some other folks, uh, Robert De Niro, some other folks. Like it looks really good too. And he's, I think he's a villain in that as well. So I didn't get to see, I knew, I've heard about it. I didn't see the, the previews. I walked in, <laughs> I actually sent my guys in and it was really funny. None of us scanned our tickets in. We just walked into the IMAX and the, the last guy to get there, I texted him. I was like, I'm not paying attention to any of these. And I, I just sent him this, this quick text. I was like, Hey, I need you to scan the, the QR code to get us all in. And the guy uh, scanning when he, he saw, he's like, there's four tickets. And he's like, yeah, the other three came in by accident. They thought that each one of us had already scanned, and um, and so I scanned. But the movie's we, called we Am- missed the previews. The movie's called Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay. Yep. Margot Robbie's in it. John David Washington, Chris Rock, uh, Mike Myers, uh, Taylor Swift's in it. Robert De Niro. Like that's gonna be weird. Stacked, to see it's a stacked Kate, uh, cast. So uh, I saw that trailer and I'm like, wow, he's he's really broadening broadening his scope with the. Uh, but well, wasn't actor. he was it American Psycho that he was in? I think so. And yes. so like I mean his his acting ability is just crazy because he but, was But was, most people was, would just know him as Batman. Let's just yeah. be real. Oh yeah. And was he was also in Ford versus Ferrari, right? Yes. I think I think yes. he was in that film. Oh my gosh. He just every time I see him, I'm like, you know, Batman is your most recognizable, but your talent is nuts. And I, I would this this is how far I would go to say his gore like the way he played gore is the villain equivalent of his batman portrayal like yeah. i I'll, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll say it every day that ends in white that was just and i i was kind of sad that we didn't get to see him butcher more gods um yeah. like that's one thing like i would have loved to see him like it's going a scene. rampage yeah and and, and and just like even if they would have done kind of like how in, in the forbidden movie green lantern um if you go in and see like when the rings are hitting each planet, if you would have just seen like God dead, then you move over to the next planet, God dead, boom. And like, and I would have loved to see him take down the, the giant uh, ice monster that we see Valkyrie at. And I would have loved to see Valkyrie's arm get taken off. Yeah. Like, well, I think that sort of like, awesome. sort of like Darth Vader in Rogue One when he just destroys everybody in that ship. Oh yeah. Even, yeah. even if it's just a short scene that you just see a few different, like, like big, uh, big entities just whether it's it's the giant ice monster or like Zeus um, and let, let's move over to Zeus real quick what were your thoughts on Zeus with with Russell Crowe coming in and, and being Zeus now aside from the lightning bolt that Thor acquired okay. I'm not one for Greek mythology movies and I know we're going to get into the Hercules conversation a little bit but like I just I, I thought it was kind of hokey 
Um, and, and I thought like, yes, Thor can be comedic at times, but I thought it was too far in that direction, if that makes sense. Some of the, the lines were great. Some of the conversation was great in that scene. But like, I think I told you uh, after I saw it on Thursday when I called you before you went to see it, um, that it almost reminded me a little bit too much of like the golden people in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, yeah. I forget what their names are. That's how forgettable they are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and we haven't really talked since I've seen it. Um, I, I, would, I would argue that point. Okay. That I think that they they did well for the role that they needed. And then by the end of the film, like I, I genuinely thought that Thor, Thor killed Zeus, <laughs> like, like Zeus. And, and here's the other thing. When you see Zeus in other media outlets and you see him in like clash of the Titans and you see like different versions of Zeus be portrayed, you always see this like a little bit longer beard, a little bit more well-respected, a little bit like beefier, just kind of muscular and ready, ready to take on a fight. And Russell Crowe was kind of a slothish kind of like, and, and I think that one, one reason that I, I didn't take my students to go see this film was because they kept saying the word orgy. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't think it's necessary. Now I had a conversation with someone that they said, but Jordan, that's Greek mythology. Like it makes sense why he would use that term. And I said, I get what you're saying. They said it in uh, Ragnarok as well. When when they t- when they steal the Grandmaster ship, and Valkyrie's like oh, yeah. telling Bruce Banner like it uh, it doesn't have any weapons. It's it, it, it's used for the Grand Grandmaster's good times, orgies and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. Um, it, yes. it was the party ship, yeah, and it yes, it just had all. That's why they had the fireworks on it. Yep. Yeah, and so like you know, I would agree that they did good with what they with with what they had and what they were trying to pull off. I, again, I'm just not really into the the Greek mythology stuff, right? I think the Thor realm is about as far as I want to go with that. Well, and, and I wonder if this is going to create something, because we, we've talked about this before, where what is, what is the pole, or what, what is the, the stepping point for the MCU moving forward? Are we going to have Earth and like, like globetrotting adventures? Are we going to have uh, your down, like your, your street level heroes? Um, are we going to have your space odysseys? Are we going to have uh, multiversal hopping? Um, are we going to have dimension hopping? Are we going to have, um, like, like what, what, what is this looking like? And I wonder if we're going to get into some mythology because you've got characters, like you said, Hercules, and we can hop on that real quick. Hercules was, was brought in, and I like the way they brought him in. I would um, like, like direction, though. I think we yes. talked about this the other day. I, would, yeah. I, think that, I think that phase four is definitely lacking in direction character too many characters being introduced without a purpose um it, well it, i i wonder if this is what they're doing with phase one remember when phase one came out we were just enveloped in iron man war machine hulk thor right, but Captain for the most America. part those people were like known entities right well i wonder if they're trying to make these characters known before we start taking back into like, I wonder if phase four will just be like this, like aimless piece that we're going to introduce a bunch of characters that by phase five in like two years, we'll be at a point where it's going to be like, oh, this is why they were introduced that way. Oh, this is where they're going with this. Hey, that one makes sense now because, and I wonder if it's kind of like, hey, here's the ends. Okay. So like when, when you're, when you're weaving something together and you have lots of different strings Okay, every character has their own string, and you start to create this this weave piece, 
and you're like, oh, that's why that needed to be that length. And that's why this one had to go here. And this is why this is this color. And this is why, because at the end, it creates something really pretty and beautiful. And it's just, it's this really cool piece. And I wonder if, if phase four is supposed to be this, like, kind of do whatever you want. Like, we're just throwing stuff against the wall, trying to get as many people involved and kind of flooding the market a little bit with this. Because I, I think they are going a little heavy. Um, and I think that they're trying to flood in so that way they can remove older characters and it's still not, or, and it not feel like, oh, like we're losing Thor, we're losing Hulk, we're losing Cap, we're losing Iron Man. Like it's going to be not near as bad because, oh man, we got Moon Knight. Hey, we got Miss Marvel. Hey, we got like the mighty Thor. We got uh, this character, this character, like, like running through the new, the, they said like the new Hawkeye, um, Kate Bishop, she's going to be in like four new projects. And I'm excited about stuff like that. And I wonder if that's why they're sprinkling in so much and so quickly. It's kind of like when you're cooking and you, you, you go to salt something and like too much salt comes out and it douses a spot. And I, I think that's where we're at is they, they oversalted a, a certain spot. So let me, let me ask you this, as you know, we're talking about movies and other projects, like where does Love and Thunder, so like out of the four Marvel projects we've seen recently, Eternals, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness and Love of Thunder, where does Love and Thunder fall for you? For me, uh, like, I like, think I told you this the other day on the phone, like Love and Thunder isn't as good as No Way Home or Multiverse of Madness, but it's better. Than oh, me. absolutely not. For me. Um, I, I would say out of the, the most recent four, it's above Eternals. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's here. Here's the issue that, that comes with that. Multiverse of Madness was an amazing film all the way around. Yes. Um, I, and I and I I've watched that five times and it gets better every time I watch it. Well, you're, you're picking up new pieces and you're and, and the directors are saying things and you're like finding out more and you're like, oh, man, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And and you can pick up each piece as it happens. Like they, I watched uh, the first like 40 minutes of it the other night with some students. Um, they came over to my house, some college kids, and, and they, they came over and we were just like we paused it and we just like kind of dissected it a little bit. And they ended up wanting to talk. So we didn't finish it. But um, I just sat back. I'm like when they go through the multiverse, like you see certain parts and you yep. see different pieces and. And like when it was said, like going into the film, when I went to watch it in theaters, there's a scene where they have like kind of like a Mustafar kind of planet. Like it's all volcanic and like they're, they've got someone like right at the, the, the multiversal jump. And you can see Darth Vader's castle in the back. And the, the people said, this is as close as a crossover from Star Wars and Marvel as we're going to get on the big screen. And I'm like, that's OK. Like if there's Easter eggs like that, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. But then you have the flip side of that coin of No Way Home. No Way Home was a love letter. I don't care what anybody says. No Way Home was this beautiful love letter to not just Tom Holland fans and the MCU fans, but to our Andrew Garfield fans, to our Tobey Maguire fans. I mean, everyone got a lot of love from that film. Yeah, and I think like, you know, I think I told you this, Jordan, but like a shout out to my dad because a couple of weeks ago he came down and was he spent the weekend at our house. And I was like, dad, we've got to watch... I try to keep him up to date as possible on Marvel films. Yeah. And so we watched No Way Home together and we watched Multiverse Madness like back to back. We just watched both of them. We bought it. We ordered a pizza. We sat down. We watched those movies and he got done. I had to explain a little bit to him in both movies, more so when I think No Way Home. But he was because he was confused by why there were so many Spider-Mans and so many different villains and kind of had to like rehash some of the, the stories for him. Yeah. But when we were done with both of the movies, he said that No Way Home was the best Marvel movie he's ever seen. Well, and, and that's a bold you, statement from him, but like it, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if you walk in and you didn't see any of the Tobey Maguire or the Andrew Garfield, it is still an amazing film. Yes. Now for us who have seen all nine or what, seven, no, sorry, five, 
eight. There's eight of them because there's two Garfields, three Maguires, and three Hollands. And that's not including any of the Avenger films that he was and, in and, and Civil War. Because or uh, that, the Spider-Verse movies or anything. Yeah, that's that's not including any of that. And that's not including any of the, like, because there's the Into the Spider-Verse reference uh, when when uh, in Multiverse of Madness. And so it's like, I mean, there, there's so many different really cool features and pieces that they're like, oh, hey, like these are, and to see how much that No Way Home specifically just loved. And I just think that Love and Thunder just doesn't hold a candle to those films. And, and yeah. part of that is I'm not a huge Thor fan though. And so, like, I've really fallen in love with Doctor Strange. I think that the first movie, like, I didn't know who he was. And sure. I was really, really reluctant going into that film because I was like, he's a magician. He's he's a sorcerer. He's a wizard. He's he's a wizard, Harry. Um, and, and, no, just and I, was, of, I was thinking uh, with the Iron Man says in, in Infinity oh, War. Yeah, yeah. Go catch the wizard. Um, so, I, you know, you just, you look at some of those things and it's like, these are characters that we're starting to fall in love with. And it's, well, it's going to be I hard think, when we have to say goodbye. Well, I think both with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, like we talk about sprinkling characters in all the time. They did that great with both of those characters. You know, starting and I don't with, know that they've done any sprinkling with Thor. No. Thor's never been sprinkled in because no. he's always been a main focus as one of the, like, Avengers. And, like DC is, has got their, their trinity being Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And like the, and I'm gonna put big air quotes here. The the equivalent for Marvel is Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Like those are your big three in the Avengers. And so two of them are gone, and now you've got Thor, and it's like he hasn't been sprinkled in. He hasn't been shown a lot of love uh, early on, and so it's kind of for me. I'm just I'm not I'm not a huge fan. Well, so I have another question, I guess, for you. Like not that you didn't send to us, but like I thought of this as I was kind of going over my notes before we started, but um. It's interesting Thor's story really hit its stride in Ragnarok through Endgame, right? Oh yeah. Like and then Ragnarok, obviously, I will argue to the to the to the grave that uh Ragnarok's the best Thor film. Um, but do you think do you think they've hit their stride with Thor? Do they do they need a fifth movie? That's a great question. Um, and I don't I, I my answer right now is no. Because and it's interesting how the cat the catalyst of this story has evolved, and it's like they hit their stride with Ragnarok through Endgame, and they kind of just picked up where they left off with Love and Thunder. But then some would argue that Love and Thunder wasn't great, and so are they going to make another one that's going to be better than Love and Thunder, but not as good as Ragnarok or even as Ragnarok? I think you 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 beat that dead horse already, right? Like so, I, I'll, I'll argue this point. I think yes. I think they need a fifth film to redeem four. To redeem four. Okay, but, so like it's, it's this vicious cycle. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and the redemption is not because the film was awful, because I think it was a good film. It was no. There, it was definitely there are not moments where film. I'm okay with it. There are moments where I think it brings. There's a lot of validity. There's a lot of closure. There's a lot of good storytelling, but there's also some things that I could have done without. Well, the thing that I think needs redemption, and 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 this redeeming part, honestly, it might catch you by surprise. I think it's when Jane Foster died. And mm -hmm. she's in Valhalla because mm -hmm. now death is not really death, if that makes sense anymore. Because like when you, when you go and look at Moon Knight, there's an afterlife, okay, there, there's this afterlife. But who came back from the field of reeds? Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. he, he collected his heart. He got everything figured out. And then he went and he's, he's now back on the mortal plane with with Black Panther. They visit the astral plane. They come back. 
I think that somehow, some way, shape, or form, we're going to get Heimdall back. I think we'll get Odin back. I think we'll get a lot of Asgardians back. And I think that the, the, we, we talk a lot about how in Thor, he loses and loses and loses and loses. And it's like, he is how, how many thousands of years old? Yeah. He's like, like he's, he's so old. But then on the flip side, in the past 20 years of his life, he went from having everything to losing to almost everything. nothing. And I'll be honest, I genuinely think that we need a fifth film as the redemption ending piece that he can walk away and be like, I will protect Asgard, and then he can be sprinkled in future movies. And let me add to that, which I totally agree with everything you just said, where he can be reunited with Jane, he can be reunited with his yes. family, reunited with everything that he lost. And I'm just throwing it out there with multiverse and stuff. I want that moment. Shout out to Chad Reynolds, who I work with, because we talk nerd stuff all the time, and we got to get him on the pod soon. But uh, he and I have both said this, but we want the moment, Jordan. We want the moment where Loki, 2012 Loki runs into Thor. Oh, yeah. So you're talking like Loki from the TV show? From the series. I want want that Loki who's seen his life lived out, and I want him to run into the Thor. yes. And I, I, I'm surprised that they would didn't that happen in Thor Five. Here. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah! Did you see and the tattoo on his back? Loki with the question mark in the parentheses. No, it says Rip Rip R I P Loki. But did I you think. see? But did you see where Loki it had in parentheses a question mark? Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like he's got Tony, Natasha, uh, Odin. Uh, his mom's name, Heimdall, and then it said Loki, and then in parentheses it said Kriga is his mom's name, I think, right? Yeah. And and I I think that's great. I absolutely love that. Like we really I mean, want that moment to happen. Like where yeah, I just I and I think that we're gonna see Thor next in Secret Wars. I think it'll be I think it'll be a few years before we see him because Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth were at the premiere and at the very end it said Thor will return. And both of them said, Oh crap, we didn't know that. Huh. And I'm like, okay, so is it going to be a solo film? Is it going to be he's going to just show up in Avengers films? Because like with the Miss Marvel just ended, and at the end it said Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels. The Marvels. It like yep. said where she was going to show up, and some of like they like started to do that a lot again. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see kind of where are we going to see this character next? Yep. <clears throat> like Moon Knight, where's Moon Knight going to show back up? Like, is Moon Knight going to be an Avenger? Honestly, I hope not. I right. hope that the Avengers does their own thing, and I hope he becomes either a Defender or a Midnight Sun, and right. I hope that we see that, and I hope that we're going to see some of these characters that I don't know if Thor. Not everybody has to be an Avenger. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the other, and that's okay. The they don't have to be just, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, right? Or they don't have to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they can be their own thing, and that's okay. Exactly. And like and with, just, with Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones and all that stuff, you get into the, the, the Defender series and like they're their own thing, right? Like they, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. They don't, not everybody has to be like you have those rare occasions like Infinity War or Avengers Endgame where, you know, the world's literally going to be or the universe is literally going to be impacted. Where you need more people. Yes. But like, like Endgame, everyone and their mother showed up to fight that battle, not because everybody's Iron Man, everybody's Doctor Strange, everybody's Spider-Man. No, it was, it was because you needed an army and you raised an army of aliens and an army of sorcerers and an army of superheroes and an army of, like, fill in the blank. 
like every everybody showed up because they needed to. I think, and yeah, I, I don't think, know that I don't know that we're gonna see another massive battle like that. I don't think we will. But like you know, to, to back up your point with everybody and their mother showed up. I, I listened to a, uh, a podcast with with Dave Batista who plays Drax, and he he filmed all his stuff for Infinity War and Endgame. He didn't even know he was gonna be in Endgame. Oh yeah. He had no idea. And when he, <laughs> he was like, I guess I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they said. They said that they go in, they film like 20 different things. And they're like, we have no idea. Like we, we get scripts that like, it makes no sense to us because we only see part of our stuff. And we only see like what we're filming in that moment. And we don't know if it's going to hit the cutting room floor. If we don't. And so like with Thor, and, and I love that, that you brought up Drax because I, I want to ask this question. Did you like seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy in the film? So, yes. so they showed up in Love and Thunder, and, and what are your thoughts on that? Yes, and I think that they did, they did it justice for what they, you know, post-Endgame when they were going to be the Asgardians of the Galaxy. I wish, maybe, maybe down the road we'll get some sort of sideshow where they talk about their travels and what they did between Endgame and Love and Thunder, which I would have loved to see more of that. But I think it served the purpose to get them where they were in Endgame to Love and Thunder and then, you know, See ya after 10 minutes and they're going to go off and do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, it was kind of just like a transition for them. Um, there were some cool like one-liners in there, you know, the whole I am Groot. And uh, I forget what it was that uh, Nebula says, but whatever she said, when the, the goats are carrying on in the ship or something, she said she's going to shoot them or destroy them or something. And, she's and like, they immediately like, what? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was good. Um, I wish I would have got more. Um, Interestingly enough, I, I asked Alicia, I mean, obviously they're going to get paid for that. Obviously they're going to be, get credit for being in that movie, but like, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how they do that. Right. Where they, um, they film, you know, all this stuff, like you said, like with Drax and Endgame and things like that, like they don't know they're going to be in the movies, but like literally they're in the movie for five minutes and they're going to get paid big bucks for being in the movie for five minutes, even though the story really didn't have anything to do with them. Yeah, they were there for visual and for one fight. Like yep. that, that, like that's that's like Drax. I, I think my favorite part was when like Thor comes in and he's got like the the robe, and like he rips it off and Drax just kind of like smiles, <laughs> like they're all kind of like yes. And um, <laughs> well, it's funny because Dave Bautista gets credit for another Marvel movie and he can just slap that on his resume. But I think after Guardians three, he said he's done. With- yeah, he said that he's done because uh, the the painting of his body and trying to stay in shape as as because he's what he's in his fifties. He's he? in his fifties. Yeah, yeah. He's like trying to stay fit for this is is so demanding on my body and it just it doesn't make any sense for me. And so he's he's got this the uh, the Christmas special and then Guardians three and that's then I think he's done. Yeah. Um, so do you? How did you feel about? the guardians being in this movie and like, I was a little confused to be honest because Nebula was there, but Gamora wasn't. Well, if you remember at the end of Endgame, they were chasing her. Well, yeah. So, so my, but they my had, question obviously is, hadn't found her yet. Maybe. Or like how far, well, and, and this is a timeline problem that the, that Marvel's doing when they did the time jump of five years forward, what's sitting in between the five year jump. So like, like, is it you watch infinity war and then Endgame? And like maybe put Ant Man and the Wasp in the in between, like like what goes where? The quantum that, realm. <laughs> well, well, like Ant Man and the Wasp that showed up, and then like the end scene, 
is when they all they get, get dusted. dusted. He's yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you watch that, but then you need to watch Endgame because like everything happened during Infinity War, and then like it's just, it's just weird trying to figure it all out. Well, and even if we watch, so like, what is it? Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, Endgame, and then Far From Home. And then in Far From Home, they talk about like the blip and they address it and how people well, and, like this mirrors, mysteriously, mysteriously disappeared and then came back. And it was just like, they mentioned it, but they don't really go into great detail. So here, here's my here's my question on this one then. Does Ant-Man and the Wasp even sit between Infinity War and Endgame? Or do you put that before Infinity War and then the the you would put, need to watch the end credit scene after Infinity War? Does that uh-huh. make sense? Like, like yeah but like well because the, the it's just that like two two minutes of the post credit scene is what really makes it fit with because it literally takes place at the same time that infinity war is happening like right there it's like the week that infinity war is happening because i think infinity war was what like two days two or three days and yep. it's like it's a week of uh ant-man and the wasp and it's like you got to figure it all out and it's and watching the time orders and things like that it's just like well, which which begs, you know, us begs the question moving forward, like yes, you can introduce all these characters and you, you Jordan, you said earlier spilling the salt uh with too many characters, but like what's the plan, who's the villain and how we're getting there? Right? Yes. And Absolutely. I don't think we we know that. And they keep Marvel keeps saying, Hello, we're gonna let you know and we're gonna let you know and it's just like, are you? Because you know, so, like here's my question. What if there's not one big bad? Well, I, and that's that can be a great that can be a great um, you know assumption, right? Because they tease Mephisto and and well, Loki I, season one. They tease Mephisto in Multiverse of Madness. They teach the they tease Kang the Conqueror in Loki. Loki. They tease, and, yeah. and, and and in Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, so so what I'm saying though is, what if you say your ground level heroes is Kingpin? That's 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 who's going to be this overall. He's going to pull strings. What about Doctor Doom? Well, I would make him your world-trotting Avengers. Okay. And and so, like, any Avenger stuff, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, like, he's going to be pulling some strings, and he's going to be... I mean, X-Men, definitely go Magneto if you can and, and start to form the Brotherhood. And I know that that's kind of been played a little bit, but I want to see what that would look like inside the MCU. Oh, I was like, going to ask you, speaking of which, you sent me an article months ago before Love and Thunder came out where Storm was supposed to, like, be in this, and she wasn't. And I was kind of, like, disappointed, <laughs> to be honest. You remember that? Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm kind of just waiting to see them all show up at the same time. Really? I'm, I, I'm okay if they all show up at the same time. And when is that going to be? Or when do you think that's going to be? In 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I think, I think they're already working on X-Men stuff, especially with the, the drop with Miss Marvel. And we'll talk about that in the Miss Marvel episode. Um, but I think, I think they're starting to make their way because with, with Patrick Stewart coming in and then Miss Marvel with the, the nods that were in that show. I just definitely think that's where we're going. How did you um, feel back to Thor Love and Thunder for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because that's what we're talking about. Um, how did you feel about, uh, we're going to do another episode uh, later on the Obi-Wan series. And one of the questions you sent us in regards to Obi-Wan was how did you feel about the recap uh, at the beginning of the series? How did you feel in, uh, in Love and Thunder about the kind of story that they told about how he got into shape and how it, what, what he went through in life? And how did you okay. feel about that? So. I think it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, I genuinely believe 
that the reason that I didn't like it was because they could have done this rocky training montage. Yeah. <laughs> and did like Eye of the Tiger. Like could have been extremely cheesy with it. And they could have got all into this. And like with, when they did the from from dad bod to god bod. Like I think it would have been cool if you would have heard dun da da dun da dun da dun da da Da, da, da. Like if he's like doing the chains and he, I think and I think like, Guns and Roses would argue with you on that with all the money they made on that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying like something that builds and like yes, is, like a Rocky esque kind of feel. I think that would have been awesome and amazing, and I think that it was a missed opportunity. And I think that they were. It goes back to my statement from earlier. I think that this film dropped the ball on being an epic. Mm-hmm. where you could have had this amazing film story. Like, I think that Thor and Thor 2, they just didn't know where they were going, but they had the right theme, if that right. makes sense. Like, the, 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 I felt like the pacing was a little little weird, um, but just, like, a more serious tone with jokes and things like that. Like, if you would have sprinkled in Ragnarok on Thor and then, like, had the direction of, hey, there's a god butcherer. We've got to take this guy out. Like, like my friend, the, the giant white walker beast, like, I got to get in shape because, like, if he would have walked in and been like dad bod at the very beginning and then realized, oh, there's a God butcher, like I got to get in shape and or, or, or something of that nature to really push him. I think that would have been awesome. And I just yeah. I think that that they were just trying to be way too funny when it didn't need to be. Sure. Um, speaking of of just kind of going from dad bod to God bod and, and all the the ways that they brought in certain characters. What did you think of Natalie Portman? Um, As the mighty Thor, eat my hammer. I appreciated the comic book nod to how she became the Mighty Thor. Um, it's my understanding that she, in the comics, goes through kind of the same struggles of getting cancer, and she's called to Mjolnir, and uh, you know she becomes the Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor as a result. Um, it's funny. Like I, I feel. Uh, Chad, shout out to Chad again, but Chad has this huge, like we all have our like celebrity crushes, right? And so like he loves Natalie Portman. He just loves gotcha. her. Um, and he, he, he made the statement, he's not seen Love and Thunder yet, but he made the statement uh, the other day, he, she just ages like a fine wine. And I think that um, with that said, I think that her acting gets better all the time. You know, and, and here's the thing: we saw Not her that, in early films too. Yeah. So we've seen we've seen the progression of her acting yes. ability, and I think she's been stretched and, and molded many times over. And she's been she's done really really well with it. So I agree so, with that statement. So I think she did really well as a Mighty Thor. I thought she got jacked for this role. She looked really really ripped. Her arms, especially because I mean, it's really all you saw with like her yeah. bears. Like, but you saw how big her arms were in preparation for this movie to kind of mimic Chris Hemsworth and Thor and him being a god. Um, I liked her suit. I liked the helmet. Um, I loved what the hammer did when when it split in the crowd and came back. Um, the one thing I, I guess oh I would, yeah when when she chucks it and the it becomes pieces, like little darts. Oh yep. yeah, those things were sweet. I guess the one thing I'd be kind of critical of is when you see Ragnarok, you see Hela destroy the hammer, and it's just kind of left there, like and then it's just on New Asgard all of a sudden. Like, did somebody go get that? Did somebody? Okay. No, no, no. So, so, so that was spoken. Um, so they built New Asgard around where that. Odin died. Yes. Okay. So that makes so, sense. Yeah, because they they said that you physically can't pick up the pieces. 
So the only person who can who can pick up the pieces would be Thor because he's worthy. And right. and he just left it there. And so um with that they they just like dug out around that area and created that. So that yeah, that's that's why that's there. So yeah, I I appreciated what she did in this this movie. Um I thought she uh really stepped it up. I thought that her performance was good. Um I would probably put her up kind of like tire with Hemsworth. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but not as good as Christian Bale. Yeah, I I don't think that anybody's gonna. I think I think this was definitely the villain stole the show on this one. Sure. Um, now I will say that w- one person I really wish would have shown up was Darcy. She was. No, like more than than the. Oh, the, okay. I, that's exactly. I mean, you read my mind. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, my wife said the same thing. I'm like, she. We always want more Darcy, especially after well, her perform. Well, her performance in any Wanda of the four movies. But WandaVision too. Absolutely. WandaVision, she just crushed it. And I'm like, I love Darcy. And she was in her- she was in Love and Thunder for maybe two minutes. And that was a disgrace. Yes. Because I'm like, you could have you heck, you could have had her as like the human sidekick to the mighty Thor. Yep. You could have had her just show up to New Asgard and like, hey, you know, let me keep your vital signs, let me keep checking on you, things like that. Um, which I know Jane's Jane's a doctor and she can do her own thing, but it's like it would have been way cooler to have what, Darcy back. What did you think of Dr. Uh, Selvig making like a cameo? Like and, that, that and, phone call? In the lab. Like, yep. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Um, it, it was kind of forgettable, but it was one of those moments that I was like, when it happened, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like just to bring him in and that you're keeping the original Thor cast still together yep. in that film. Um, so there, there was one other person that showed up that I, I really want to touch on real quick. Um, they were in Ragnarok, and this was uh, the acting crew for the the Loki play from the Dark World, and then they do the the uh, the Ragnarok play in this one. What did you think of Matt Damon coming back to do that, and then with Melissa McCarthy showing up as Hella? What do you uh, think of that? So, let me say first that I liked it because I I love the cheesiness of it. Um, but I thought that they could have done without that. Um, I just, some of the stuff in this movie, I could have just done without. And that yeah. was, that was one of the things like you did it in Ragnarok. You don't need to do it again. So like, and like if they get to Thor five and they do like a script from love and thunder, I'm going to be really mad. Like stop doing this. Okay. So I'm the, I'm the opposite. I but thought I, like, it was but I will say Melissa McCarthy, anything she does, she's going to crush and she's just hilarious. And they think she does. So, and my, my wife's a big fan of hers as well. So there was this moment where uh, JT, one of the guys that I pre-screened these films with, uh, I work with, with JT, and we're both sitting there, and I was like, okay, the, based off this, I kind of want them to do, like, Asgard plays on, like, uh, 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 like Disney Plus, like a Disney Plus recap, and just do, like, Asgard renditions and, like, have them, like, play versions of every Marvel film told by the Asgardians. So that way, like, they're they're telling it. And that way you don't have to do anything. Like, it's, it's not like it's this big thing. It's just like, hey, you know, if, if, I, if I go in and say, hey, I'm not going to go watch Wakanda Forever, uh, the new Black Panther film that's coming out this fall. And you're like, I am, though. And then they do this show, and, like, they release a new episode every time the, the movie comes out. And it's just a recap for those who it feels like it's way too much and they just need the, the basic points. And that, like, it's just comedy. Like, I think that would be hysterical. And just be like, Asgardian plays or something like that. So, 
that's just I I loved it. I thought it was great, especially when Melissa McCarthy just shows up. I'm like, wait, this is this is the scene with with Hella showing up. Who's gonna be Hella? And then she just busts through the portal, and I'm like, oh, I, I liked that. Yeah. All right. So with the end credit scenes, we kind of talked about this earlier, but what are your thoughts of of the introduction introduction of another hero being Hercules? And do you think that with uh, Valhalla? Like, do you think that anyone does, does death even mean anything anymore? Well, first, let me say the Hercules thing. You know, I, again, not much into the Greek mythology. Um, we'll see where they go with what they do or what they do with this, this character and where they go from here. Um, honestly, I could care less at this point, And that sounds terrible because we're such big Marvel fans. Um, I feel like, I don't know, like, Jordan, you and I are both pastors. We both work at churches. We go to carrying dinners after church and you get like too much on your plate at a potluck dinner, right? I feel that's kind of how I feel about yes. Marvel movies right now. I feel like I've got Moon Knight. I've got Miss Marvel. I've got Hercules. I've got Love and Thunder. I've got the Eternals and Doctor Strange. And like- There's, my, too, mu- and there's too much new that you don't know who made what. My paper plate's going to break, Jordan. Yeah. That's just kind of how I feel. So like- I feel it. At this moment, I could do without- Hercules and I'm sure our, our good friend Will would would beg to differ. Um, as far as the the post credit scene with um, with Jane and, and Heimdall, I'm like I'm pumped. Like I was excited to see him again. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if you knew this or not, but like I, I don't even I don't think anybody really knew that he was com- he was coming back even for that that scene. I yeah. thought it was cool, and we didn't talk about this. But about his son, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Thor used the power to see where the kids were when when yes. Thor got yes. them. and Helping use the the all site. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even talk about Gore kidnapping all his kids. I know. Um, oh, my gosh. I got to say, though, it, there's so much about this film that we could just continue to talk and talk right, and talk. But... Right, right. But, like, back to that, that second post-credit scene. Um I guess I'll ask a question with, I'll answer your question with a question, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say no, it doesn't, I guess at this point, mean anything, comma. <laughs> but did it, here's my question, did it mean anything, you know, post Infinity War, Endgame, that kind of stuff, because you're starting to see some characters come back anyway. You know, so not not like Cap, not like Iron Man, but there's been talk about Iron Man coming back in some way, shape, or form. Loki is an example of that because he died, but he it's a variant. Well, for- I feel like Loki, it's it's a mischief thing, and that's just kind of like with with the the Norse gods, like hey. So what? We- so what do you think then? Does death mean anything in the MCU? Does it? I don't think so. Like I, I think the only person who will <laughs> are we going to get the Walking dead? dead? Nobody's going to die. <laughs> Basically, I think the one person that will have to stay dead is Aunt May, and that well, is duh. because she, because she uttered the words with great power. With, with great power, power. Because the, she because they did not introduce Uncle Ben, um, yeah. and they they and you know, months after watching No Way Home, I'm not upset that she was the one that delivered the line. Right. Um, now I, I did talk with my my senior pastor, uh, and Steve was like, "Listen, I'm still mad that they killed Melissa Tomei," and I'm well, like, "Who doesn't love Marissa Tomei?" I know. Um, but I just, I laughed. I was like, thinking of aging, like a fine wine. That woman is beautiful. Like, yeah. Even in her fifties, like how in the world is she still that, you know, attractive? Yes. Pleasing Uh, to the eye. Yeah. Like just, yeah. I mean, I remember watching her and 
my cousin Vinny and, and several other projects growing up. So, yep. So, um, so my last question as we, we wrap up is would you recommend this film or, uh, and, and you know what, Let, let's, let's take a step back and we're going to, we're going to implement this new thought. Would you rather see it and, and say, Hey, go see it in the theater or wait till it's on Disney plus, because I think that speaks more volume than trying to do it like a one out of 10. Like, would, if you if you were gonna say, hey, I would rather you not waste your money at the theater because you're probably gonna want to go see it regardless. But would you rather see it in the theater or would you say, hey, you know, you can just wait till Disney Plus. It's not that great of a film, and then you're already paying your subscription fee. Um, so so that's where we're going with this with this question. So which how would you recommend this film? So, um, I guess two things. One, I'm still in the camp of going to see things in the theaters. I think that's, at least for now, like my, that's something my wife and I just really enjoy doing is going to see a movie in the theater. Um, and most of the time they're Marvel with DC projects because let's be honest, there's really not a lot of other projects that are worth going to see. Um, uh, to, to, to kind of like push back on that, um, we went last week on opening night, Thursday night, and the theater wasn't full. Um, I would like to go see this film again, and I don't think it'll be as full. I think it'll be way less full when I go see it again. But for an opening night, Jordan, it wasn't like, I would say three quarters of the way full, but there was a decent amount of empty seats in the theater, hmm. um, which I was very surprised about. Um, you know, it wasn't one. It wasn't like when I went and saw Rise of Skywalker or saw Avengers Endgame or saw. Would you say that's a COVID thing? I, maybe, but like we're kind of like, it, and I guess too, it depends on where you are in the country, right? Yeah, like but, where I'm at, it was a packed house, right? But I'm in Southwest Ohio, and for the most part, like things are, you know, people. Some people still wear masks and all that that stuff, but like for the most part, it's somewhat normal. But like, uh, we went to see Shang Chi in the theaters and that was back uh, what, last year September, and it was full. So I don't, I don't know. I really, I just, I'm, I'm kind of piggybacking off of your point. Like are people waiting until it comes to Disney plus to see it or. Well, I think that, that movies is there like, less of an interest of going to a theater and seeing a movie anymore. I think that's, I think that's a big one. Um, Cause like, I love what I said this on this podcast before, but like, I love the opportunity to pay $20 and watch black widow and watch it as many times as I want, order a pizza, sit in my living room and my shorts and a t-shirt and, you know, get up and go to the bathroom or watch it as many times as I want. You know, there's something to be said about that. I did the same thing with like mortal Kombat and some other movies on HBO max, like suicide yeah. squad. Like, so, so I'm, I'm a big drive-in fan. I've, I, my dad took me going to the drive-in. I mean, every summer we were, we were hitting different ones and, um, I absolutely love, I love the drive-in. Mm -hmm. And so when we lived in Ohio, I was given a, uh, a projector screen and I was like, Hey, I could probably use this and I'll just go buy a projector. And I bought this, I think hundred dollar projector or whatever. Um, it's not like the greatest thing in the world, but it, it does the job. And I bought outdoor speakers and a Bluetooth receiver and I've got an Apple TV. So I was like, I just kind of teched it all up. Well, what I've ended up doing is now I've got electric at my house here on the outside, like right where I need it. And I run extension cords and I put up my speakers and I put up my projector screen. And this week alone, I've, okay. We had kids over Monday night, Wednesday night, 
Uh, and then like this coming Sunday, I'll have kids over and we've done movie nights each night. Um, and, and the kids, they, they, they absolutely loved it. And like my wife and I, were going to probably end up watching Jurassic world dominion tomorrow night, uh, in the, in the backyard. And because it just came out on iTunes and we, we she oh. hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And so we were like, Hey, it, it just hit iTunes. And so I bought it and I put it on my server and I was like, Hey, I want, I want to be able to do this. And I think it's going to be a really, really cool way that, um, and, and our students love coming over and hanging out and they just bring their own chairs. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to buy a bunch of more chairs. And I plan on, um, because of how much use it's getting, I'm going to have to put a cement pad in the backyard now. And well, too, um, it's not super long in between when movies come to theaters and when they go to streaming. No, it's now like 45 days to, uh, I think it's 45 to 70 days somewhere. Multiverse of Madness came out in May and by June it was, it was on Disney plus. Yeah, it was um, the first weekend in May, like May 5th, I think is when it dropped. And then uh, June 20, June 20th, 22nd, something like that yeah. uh, is when it, when it came out. So yeah, absolutely. Like I, I'm absolutely a big fan of that. And I don't mind getting those because I'm a collectionist and I think that having those in my collection would be great. And so I buy those anyways, but absolutely. I, th- I think these are, are great ways. So, um, but I just, I think for me, Thor, Love and Thunder, I'd say wait for Disney plus. It's not, it's not my, my go-to. Um, it's not my, my favorite. Um, it's not bad. It just wasn't great. So, right. And that's just where I sit. So, all right. Well, well, I would, hey, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. I would. Yeah. And, so, it, and dude, as the residential Thor fan, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. So, well, uh, well, Micah, thank you so much for, for joining me on this conversation. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and thank you all of you listeners who have been supporting our podcast and listening to us every week. We love you guys. And uh, go check out some of the fun stuff we do on our TikTok channel. We've been kind of hit and miss over the summer just because summer schedules have been crazy uh, from, from camp schedules to work schedules to going on different trips and things like that. So summer's been a little bit hit and miss, but we've had a lot of fun with some of our, our content. So uh, definitely check us out and we will check you guys out next time here on Nerd Talk.